Hello and welcome to the 292nd edition of the Illegal Motion College Football Podcast in Nashville, Tennessee. I'm the Professor Emeritus, Matt Perkins. And a fade stop across the Harpeth River from me here in the Music City, it's our own offensive coordinator, the coach, Corey Burton. Well, I hope we hit a few of those tomorrow night uh, as we record on a Thursday. We play McGavick. Uh, tomorrow night, hopefully getting our first win. We had a decent week of practice. Hopefully that translates. And uh, I'm ready to go. And uh looks like Vandy is getting their time in the sun this week. Uh, you should be excited, right? Vandy well, we'll, fans should be excited. We'll be talking about that a little bit more a little bit later, but we can't get started without the third amigo in the second city. A man who has significantly less hair today than he did two weeks ago. It's our intrepid blogger from Big Ten and Counting, Josh Cook. He trimmed the beard, too. Yeah, weren't we on video last week? People already knew this. This is old news, man. Uh, well, you know, I'm allowed to say something, aren't I? <laughs> did you? Did I don't you, know. Did we you, didn't talk okay. about it last week. I donated my beard? hair. That's the story. That's the story. You well, the I, do that, I do that regularly. Yes. Uh, okay. I don't well, know, know if you went full grizzly when you had the long hair. Uh, I mean, I was definitely sloppy with it, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, before we get started, we want to remind you guys that we are presented to you by betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, eSports, golf, and most importantly, college football bet online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting props and futures so head on over to bet online today or use your mobile device to join and make your first wager use our promo code believe 50 that's b-l-e-a-v five zero to receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online where the game starts all so, right so matt Matt, what if I want to go get my Columbus Crew Toronto FC odds? Can I? I can't go to bet online. Oh, you absolutely can. All the world football odds are there, from MLS to Premier League to Liga. Uh, bet you there's some Bundesliga in there, some Serie A, some Marseille lines um, in there. I mean, obviously, if we're for Liga, I'm, I'm sure you can even you know get a, get a little bit deeper. Uh, get a little bit deeper, maybe find like like the Danish second division or something like that. I mean, you never know what you're going to find over there at betonline.ag. You could bet on the Grammys. I remember you could bet on the Grammys. That was crazy. Did you? I didn't, but okay. I saw where you could. All right. Well, played Villa, Millie Vanilli, and it didn't pay off. Uh, yeah. Well, you you thought you well you would have gotten the payout before they had to rescind. <laughs> no. <laughs> True. Yeah, you better get you I better cash you, oh out. God. I don't think you have to get. I don't think they had to get. You had to get the money back if you were betting on that at that point. Oh man, you better um, cash out. Also, if you were betting on, I'm the not. Game. I'm not used to this being on screen thing. I, I'm using. Uh, I'm using Christian's ring light, and it's like burning my rods and cones, and my eyes are watering right now. People are gonna be like, "Why? Why, why is Josh crying through this episode?" I mean, I'm, he's getting, I'm just he's so getting emotional over the Millie Vanilli odds. I'm it's just a, so excited about week zero. Well, before we whatever get... there's whatever there's football played in the old country of Ireland, you know I get excited. I mean, who doesn't love uh, football <laughs> in Dublin? 
Anyway, um, before we get to those games in Dublin and elsewhere, uh, like Hawaii, uh, f- football starts in Ireland and ends in Hawaii week zero this week. But uh, we've got some more uh, conference previews to get to. We did the Power Five last week. We've got the Group of Five this week, plus the Independents. Going a little bit quicker, guys. Eight minutes on the clock per conference. And we are going to start with our favorite uh group of five pretty much every year and that is the american uh cincinnati obviously the story from last year they made the playoff the first group of five team to ever make the playoff uh they are in prime position to be very strong once again uh i think they are pretty much the consensus favorite and a lot of people really like houston as well uh ucf you've seen they've gotten a ton of momentum with uh the gus bus he's been killing it not only in the transfer portal but uh, I think Gus Malzahn right now looks like he's aging in reverse since he left Auburn. I think he gets younger <laughs> like every month, just being out of the plains. Can't say I blame him there. I'm personally really high on ECU. I think ECU is trending in the right direction uh, right now. Memphis, middle of the pack squad. Tulane, uh, they were hot at the beginning of last year. They fell off really bad. Um, down lower in the conference, uh, SMU has to break in a new coach and Rhett Lashley. Uh, South Florida still has uh, the Willie Taggart experience. Um, and uh, Navy has been struggling in hard times with Ken Niamatololo not really living up to some of what he was doing about half a decade ago. Uh, Tulsa and Temple way down there in the dregs of the conference. Okay, so... Uh, Josh, I'm going to throw this to you first because I don't think Cincinnati is going back to the playoff. As I, I adjust my ca- I, as I adjust my camera, so or my I, light, so I'm not blinded. <laughs> I don't think that Cincinnati is going to go into feed and go to the playoff again. Do you think that they will repeat, however, as American champs? Yeah, I, I just think that you know, top to bottom, this program is in a different level. You see it with say their next door neighbor ohio state when you have the coach in place the assistants in place you just have that ability to reload it makes your life so much easier and and i know you know they got so many new faces obviously their do it all quarterback uh is place one yep but it's like how can you not trust luke and there's and and they're two ridiculously good corners who are were they both round one coach i don't remember i know i mean sauce was a top five guy but was uh kobe was second round i think Uh, he was he was early second to the seahawks but still like you know same but i um i do agree though with your your standings man i think you know it's it's cincinnati 1a and houston uh nipping at their heels as 1b and then you know, th- the rest are just a, a cut, cut lower. I-, I do like your Purple Pirate, though. They were one of the first random teams that we gave love to. They were the burying the lead before Arkansas when we did the Purple Pirates and talked about them every <laughs> They were week. the initial burying uh, the lead team, yeah. yeah. Before it's good and, to and, have them back. And then it became uh, Arkansas, and then eventually the Roadrunners. Beep beep. Beep beep. There we go. Beep, beep. Uh, coach, um, you know. How do you feel like UCF is progressing? I talked about uh, Gus. I, you know, that program's going way back in the right direction again. Um, to, well, to they, me. they just named John Rice Plumley as their starter. I saw that. Um, I mean, and he's a perfect fit for that system, though. You think about when Gus has yeah. been successful. Dude, he runs super well. He yeah, runs he does. super he, well. He's he run super well. He's a tough athlete. Um, I mean, 
is well versed in that system, and uh, you know because Lane Kiffin did it to a certain degree with him. That was that was the John Rice Plumley uh, package with with Lane Kiffin. So I, I think he'll fit right in very very well. Um, they have Isaiah Bowser at running back. They have Ryan O'Keefe and uh, Kobe Hudson and uh, Kim, Kim uh, Kamor Gamble. I couldn't say that name for some reason. Uh, th- those, <laughs> those are going to be the, the top targets um, in, in that offense. They have three starters returning up front, including uh, a Virginia transfer, Ryan Swoboda. Um, he's going to start at one of the tackle spots. So they return three guys, and they, they, they bring in a power five guy to take a tackle spot. Um, one of the things I, one of the things I really liked about UCF is they held opponents to 5.1 yards per play. Uh, they were 24.8 points per game in the, in the conference. And so, um, and a lot of, they return a lot of those starters on defense. So that'll be fun. And then they, they have, uh, their schedule. Josh is, is very favorable. They have uh, Louisville and Georgia tech and they catch Cincinnati at home. And they won't face Houston in the regular season. That's huge to me. It's not facing Houston. Uh, I'm personally really high on Houston. One of the teams, though, uh, I'm high uh, on Cincinnati. Uh, one of the teams, though, and though, on life. I'm that has that that is. I don't think it's going to be as strong this year as they have been over the past. You know, as long as we've been to the show, eight years Memphis. I think Memphis is taking a step back. What do you think the reason for that is? Either of you guys. Uh, I mean, I just, I just think that they've kind of cooled off a little bit. I, I don't think that with Mike Norvell not there, I, I think a lot of the recruiting momentum has since waned. I, I think Cincinnati, Houston, uh, UCF, all being better with Power Five caliber coaches has not helped at all. Um, and, and they they struggled on defense. They just can't. It's just not a like. Honestly, Memphis is just not as desirable of a of a school as some of these other schools in this conference. They're also kind of caught between a rock and a hard place. I mean, the, uh, you know, the recruits aren't stupid. They know that Memphis got passed over for joining the big 12. So, you know, like that, that's got to hurt your brand image a little bit. So, yeah. It Absolutely. Does. Um, uh, guys from the lower tier schools here in the American, Tulane, SMU, USF, Navy, Tulsa, Temple. Who out of those squads? Who's most likely to be a competitor you know, late in the season? Maybe not necessarily the conference uh, winner, but who is going to be in the mix? I'll give you a competitor. I'll give you a competitor and team I have uh, being awful this year. I'll, I'll give you it. one of each. Um, you know, I'm I'm gonna ride or die with Willie Fritz. Every every season, I love Tulane. Yep. I, I just think yep. mm-hmm. that um, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. you, you look at how scrappy they are, even in some close losses. They're they're always a, a pain in the side. Uh, SMU, we love their uniforms. I love them, but uh, new coach, new quarterback, <laughs> basically an entirely new offense. Um, I just I think this is going to be a down cycle this year for SMU. Obviously. Fertile Texas recruiting grounds. If they uh, if they got the right coach, the ponies will be back soon. I just don't see it this year happening. I mean, I love the Tulane uh, pick. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna harp on it because Josh, you just did it. But I, I disagree with you, Josh, on SMU. I think they're going to be a lot more competitive than you think. Um, I, I think I'm a big believer in Rhett Lashley. I, I think he's going to yeah, do a good I job. I like him a lot more than I like Sonny Dykes. 
But yeah. the the cupboard the cupboard's bare though. That's they the thing. Brought in, they'll dude. be competitive. I don't, I'm not. I don't think they'll yeah. win. I don't think they'll have a chance to win. But they will be pesky down the stretch in the season. Like you want to get SMU early, you're not going to want to get them late. Yeah. Well, and, and uh, speaking of that, that's going to take me to superlatives to wrap up this conference. Um, the newcomer of the year for me is an SMU player. It's Kamar Wheaton, five star tailback mm-hmm. uh, in the class of 2021. Went to Alabama just didn't quite fit in super talented kid he's from the dallas fort worth area i think he is going to be an absolute stud and rip this conference up um yes for me the, de- the defensive player of the year i've got deshaun pace at cincinnati uh yep can do it all i mean he can he can think, come off the edge yeah. he can drop mm-hmm. into coverage he can do a little bit of everything I, i'm a huge huge fan of him um I have the title game being Cincinnati versus Houston, and I have Houston winning the title game on the back of my Offensive Player of the Year, Clayton Toon, from Houston, the quarterback there. Uh, you can make it, uh, a very strong case for Nathaniel Dell, their top wide receiver, as well. Yeah. I just think yeah, Clayton Toon is going to put up uh, like 5,000-plus yards and 40-plus touchdowns. I've, and because of that, I got, I've got Dana winning Coach of the Year, and I am so down on Tulsa. So I got <laughs> Philip Montgomery uh, getting out of there. You guys have anything to add to that? No, I mean I, I think uh, for a newcomer, Jason Johnson is a, a name to watch. Mm, I, uh, I, linebacker I, I, at UCF. At UCF, yeah. Um, I love the Deshaun Pace pick. Um, I love the Dana Holgerson pick. Um, I just think it's going to be Houston's turn to win the conference. I, I think Cincinnati's going to miss Desmond Ritter and Sauce Gardner and all those weapons a little more than people think. And I think Nathaniel Dell's going to have a huge year. My one, uh, my one pushback actually is kind of a weird one. Um, you're first fired. Um, I don't think Tulsa's going to set the world on fire or anything, but uh, Philip Montgomery spent a back-to-back bowl games. Um, you know, earlier in his time there, he had a 10 win season, um, won a conference, yeah, won a conference division title a few years ago. And it's the smallest program in the country, I believe, right? That's the, the adage about Tulsa. It's mm-hmm. the smallest, uh, I, I, FBS, I, will, I will take your FBS word school. for it, but so I, I think you know, Tulsa tends to give their coaches a, pretty long leash especially if they've been to back-to-back bowl games so i i I think i I think it's gonna be jeff scott i think he's three and 18 Mm, i don't think he's gonna get much better that's a really good one um i don't even know where jeff scott coaches that's how unheard of (laughs) see see, that should be that should be the answer right there he coaches at uh, south florida probably the most (laughs) god-awful uniforms in the country with the, with one of the better color schemes. All right, Josh, you are correct about Tulsa being the smallest school in the country. And with that, we can yeah, now yeah. head over to our second conference. And that coach is the Sun Belt, Woo. and you yeah. are the off as the as our Fun Belt coordinator. Yes, Fun Belt coordinator, my favorite conference. Um, so I, for some reason, I'm buying stock in Coastal Carolina. Um, what? Even even more so than Appy State, which a lot of people are buying stock in Appy State. Um, and then newcomer Marshall uh, finishing third in the East, Georgia State, followed by Georgia Southern, Old Dominion, and James Madison in their first year in FBS. Uh, not going to be a rough transition, but rarely is your transition into FBS smooth. Sunbelt West is going to be dominated by Louisiana, 
again, uh, not much change uh, with the, with the overall system. Uh, Arkansas State, South Alabama, followed by the Mustard Buzzards, the new uh, another newcomer into the uh, conference at Southern Miss for all you non uh, <laughs> Mississippi people or people uh, who Troy, haven't been listening to the show Texas for the State entirety of and our time. ULM. So let's dive into it, guys. You know, I'm buying stock in in Coastal Carolina because. I'm a huge fan of Jamie Chadwell and, and the schemes that he runs. It, it's kind of like it's kind of like an extremely creative version of the triple option offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got a, they've got a few weapons. Uh, Georgia State transfer Sam Pickney is, is is one of them, but Grayson McCall I think is going to have a huge year uh, for the for the Chanticleers. Uh, why why should I not buy stock in Coastal Carolina? Is, is really the answer. Okay, really well, question. I will. I, I, I'm gonna make uh, an addendum to that. I, okay, so I'm also buying Coastal Carolina this year because I believe in uh, Chadwick and Grayson McCall. And Grayson McCall, in consecutive seasons, has set the FBS record for pass efficiency. He set it as yeah. a redshirt freshman and then broke his own record as a as a redshirt sophomore. He's only getting better this year. Yes, they lost Isaiah Likely. That's tough. He was one of the best tight ends in the country. He but, was likely one of the best tight ends in the country. Yeah. Hey, oh. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, that, that's coming from a guy who knows a thing or two about end, tight ends as a Georgia fan. Um, and I'm not just talking we about We have a Brock, few good ones. I'm not just talking about Brock Bowers. Yeah, we have, about a few, we have a few of them. Um, hey, I, I, I'm in on Coastal, but I think that you have to <laughs> that imagine that if, if, I mean, App State is still always going to be a powerhouse, and I'm not entirely <clears> sure. <throat> I actually didn't even check the schedule. Where's the game between them this year? Do you know? Is the game in, is it in Boone? I believe so. Let me double check on that. Tough, but I've I've got Coastal yeah. personally. Josh, what about you? Ooh, put me on the spot. I was I was actually gonna talk about something different when you oh, wanted me to be well, like, who's your sleeper? Who's your your yeah. your bad team? Give it to uh, us. I, I, I'm with you guys. I, I, I'm making it a clean sweep. I I know the the buzz about Appalachian State is always well deserved. They're uh, just such a dominant program year in year out, and just their consistency. But um, I, I'm with you. Whenever I'm stressed to pick somebody, I, I go with the best quarterback. Yep. And Coastal has one of the best quarterbacks in the entire country. I mean, it's it's I, at Coastal, by the way. Yeah. He, he would he would start at Iowa in an instant. Like he's Wisconsin phenomenal. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I would say he would. He he's probably he could probably start at at least eighty percent of Power Five jobs, if not more, right now. Yeah, um, absolutely. The the West though to me is is really fascinating. Um, yeah, the West the West is very interesting. I I, I I'm buying Louisiana. I know okay. with losing Billy Napier, that's a well. It's tough... not just Napier though. It's Napier. It's the offensive lineman. It's the running back Johnson. It's there's such uh, Levi Lewis graduated. I think like I just think the firepower behind them in this division is not. It's not great. not what you want. It's, it's not, not great. great. It's a pretty I mean, weak division. Yeah, I Butch bet... Jones, Terry Bowden, uh, ULM is going to be awful. Uh, so I think Arkansas State's going to take a step back. Texas State is nine and twenty-seven under Jake Spavital. Uh, Southern Miss is a newcomer. We don't know what they're going. They have a ton of transfers, but uh, we're, we're you know they have a uh, they lost thirty-one turnovers last year. I mean, it, it was just kind of a mess for them. Uh, Troy, that you know, 
you have to think they're going to be good. Their social media team's pretty good. Um, <laughs> they they have uh you know they brought in uh, John Summerall to uh, to take over. Uh, South Alabama is so. Projected- let, 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 let me talk about that because I'm I'm actually leading the South Alabama bad bandwagon this year. Ooh. Um, U.S. Uh, baby. Yeah, I I am, and I've because I've I've got Kane Womack as my coach of the year. Um, in the in the conference, <clears throat> and because for me, their defense is going to be outstanding again. They've yeah. got, I think. Darrell Luther is the best cornerback in the conference. I, I think he's I, – I mean, he is going to be to that conference what Sauce Gardner was to the American last year. I don't think you can throw on him. Yeah. I really don't. And that takes, you know, half the field. And I just – I like the direction of this program. I think Carter Bradley is going to win the quarterback battle, and I think he's the best option for them. And I, I'm just – I'm high on the continuity of this team. I'm worried <laughs> that Louisiana has just lost too much. And, yes, I – understand that their infrastructure is excellent in the program but they lost so much in terms of i mean quarterback running back almost all of the best offensive line in the conference i think they're going to be good enough on defense to make make up for that at least in the division it's going to be tough man it's going to be really tough it's going to be yeah i mean i i think it's going to just come down to can they can they beat south alabama because I think mm-hmm. both both of those teams are going to beat everybody. To me, in South division. Alabama and Troy are the only other two teams that are even going to be competitive. Yeah, and and you, you got to win two. You know, you got to win two games instead of being in the East. You've got to win probably four really tough games to win your division. Maybe even five. I, I could argue five. Honestly, I could I could legitimately argue five tough games with Marshall, Georgia State, uh, Appalachian State, or you know Coastal Carolina if you're any of the other teams but uh and then maybe old dominion is going to be tough and james madison is never easy georgia southern is going to probably suck it's going to be a it's going to be a a, a scheme change is going to be a little overwhelming for year one all right well i've been i've been sitting on a little little bombshell for you guys there's a team i'm not saying they're gonna win the division but I think we're going to see a breakthrough season. I think they're going to go to a bowl game. I'm going down. Can I take a guess? Can I take a guess? Yeah. James Madison. Texas State. It's Texas State. Yeah. I'm going down to San Marcos. I like, I like so, Texas State. I like um, this year, too. Yeah. So they won four games last year. Um, a improvement uh, on what they had done the previous season. Um, but when you actually look at, they had some really competitive games. They uh, were a few breaks away from winning them. Uh, the schedule is super favorable. They get uh, Florida International at home. I think they could uh, win that one. They get Houston Baptist. They should win that one. Yep. Um, they get sure. Southern Miss at home, who went 3-9 and nine a year ago. <laughs> uh, they get Arkansas State at home, who went 2-10 and 10 a year ago. They have road trips to Godawful, Louisiana Monroe, and a road trip to James Madison, who... With the transition, probably not going to be too hot. Uh, they get other uh, some other games at home, App State, Louisiana. Maybe they upset one of them. Uh, this sounds crazy, everyone. They play Baylor in Waco. Surely they're going to get killed. They only lost to them by nine a year ago. Maybe something funky happens. You never know. They also travel to Nevada. I don't think any of us think Nevada is going to be world beaters this year. I think Nevada's going to be a dumpster wi- fire this year. But... Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's going to be brutal. So, 
So there's wins there. So run through it. FIU, Baptist, yep. uh, Southern Miss, what? Monroe, what? Arkansas State. That what? gets them to five. That means they just need to win one more game. Nevada, here's, that's six. Yeah, yeah. So here's the thing, though, that I, I, I like about them is, yes, they won four games. That's the most they've had under this current coaching staff. Uh, Coach, you pronounce his name so beautifully. Please do it again for us. Jake Spavital. Thank you. So here's the other reason why I like them, not just the more wins. Um, a couple years ago, they averaged just 18 points per game at under five Ooh. yards of play. Uh, they jumped quite a Good bit. They jumped quite a bit. Last year, 27, almost 28 points per game, and almost a whole yard better per play. Uh, Brady McBride, their quarterback, is back. Uh, their number one wide receiver from last year is back. Um, I, I think that their offense should be good enough to get them to six wins, and that is a nice breakthrough. So I'm putting in some stock on San Marcos, baby. Let's get it done. All right. All right. Well, we got to wrap this conference up, uh, guys. Quickly, Coach, uh, superlatives. So I'll, I will say the champ is uh, the Chanticleers. Offensive player of the year is Grayson McCall. No arguments. Uh, defensive player of the year, I think it's going to go to DeMarco Jackson, linebacker out of Appalachian State. Okay. My coach of the year, uh, division winner Mike Desmoreau, in his first year as head coach for the uh, Raging Cajuns. Uh, rookie of the year, I'm going to go Henry Columbi. Uh, he is the quarterback at Marshall. He's, a, uh, he's new to the conference and new to the Thundering Herd. So I think he's going to have a pretty big year for the Thundering Herd, and I think the first coach fired is Terry Bowden. So I just want to say one quick thing. With Rasheen Ali, the outstanding, outstanding tailback uh, out of Marshall, uh, taking a leave of absence <clears throat> from football, Kalen uh, LeBourne, uh, a transfer running back to Marshall, is going to be the number one guy, and so he is going to be your Sunbelt Rookie of the Year. And like I said earlier, I got Cam Womack. I've also got Carlton Maritall, uh, the leading tackler from last year in the conference, the linebacker from Troy. I've got him uh, repeating as league leader in tackles and becoming the Defensive Player of the Year. With that, Josh, we head on over to get ourselves some midweek action. Oh, let's get some action going right now. Oh, right. So uh, let's start with the Mac East. That's how we traditionally do it. Uh, Miami of Ohio basically has tons back in the cupboard, starting with their incredible quarterback, Brett Gabbard, who I have as my offensive player of the year. I have them winning the division. Uh, Kent State, uh, pretty good program, always reliable, but uh, just they've got a lot of faces <laughs> to uh, to uh, replace, including their incredible quarterback that they had the last few years, Dustin Crum. So uh, that's why I'm giving the edge to the Red Hawks. Uh, the rest of the division, a little bit weird. All of these teams are kind of in flux, but I have Bowling Green finishing third. Scott Loeffler has been abjectly awful. He's like seven and 20 something, um, but they have the most experienced team of the other four in this division. And I think that counts for something. Uh, I'm not going to be as bullish as I was with Texas State making a bowl, but if it's any 
hope for Scott Loeffler to get this program going. It's got to be this year. The team is so experienced. Uh, Ohio was a dumpster fire last year, first season without Frank Solich. Uh, but Solich kind of retired late in the process. So I think Ohio will be a little bit more frisky now that they've had a whole offseason. Um, Buffalo also had a first-year coach last year after Lance Leopold left. Um, and, well, they were also a dumpster fire. And then Akron has just been year in, year out, one of the hardest programs to get turned around. Um, the Mac West will be, I think, a lot more interesting uh, Northern Illinois is the defending champion from the division, and uh, I see no reason not to have them there again. Um, they had an incredible season last year from Michigan State transfer Rocky Lombardi. Uh, no reason to see him struggling at all this year. Um, I've got Central. Most people have these teams flipped. I just like Jim McElwain as a coach better, which sounds weird to say. But Toledo, year in, year out, everyone says that they are like the most talented team in the division, and yet I haven't seen them in a MAC title game. Uh, in fact, they're just 24-20 and 20 over their last four seasons. So that's telling me that Jason Candle is just not getting it done uh, in the coaching acumen game, and that's why I'm going with Jim McElwain and Central Michigan. Uh, and then you know I love Chris Kreider down there at Eastern Michigan. I have them being competitive. They've made it to uh, like four bowl games in the last six seasons. I think they'll be competitive for a bowl game again this year. Um, I have them just edging out Western Michigan. The main reason is Western Michigan has tons of new faces to replace. And speaking of tons of new faces to replace, uh, Ball State's absolutely out of this world quarterback who we all loved the last few years. We gave him a lot of accolades. Drew Plitt. He has finally graduated. Um, I don't have uh, anyone fired. The, the I couldn't most, find anyone to fire either. Yeah. I, I think the intriguing one would be Mike new at ball state. His seat was hot. Um, before they kind of came out of nowhere and won the conference. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're, they're 13 and eight the last two years and have made back to back bowl games. I think in the Mac that saved his job. So I couldn't find anyone to be fired. My Mac champion, I'm riding the experience. He's my offensive player of the year, Gabbert. I'm going to trust his team. I love what Miami of Ohio has been building these last basically like five, six years. It's been a slow rebuild. I'm going with the Red Hawks. Uh, defensive player of the year, I was kind of struggling with this one, but I think if Bowling Green is going to be any sort of frisky at all, uh, I think their really talented linebacker, Darren Andrews, is going to play a part in that. My coach of the year, everyone had them finishing middle of the pack or lower in their division, but I actually like Central Michigan to finish second. I'm going with the Shark Humper, Jim McElwain, to be my coach of the year, my rookie of the year. Uh, Eastern Michigan transfer quarterback Taylor Powell. Mm, I think he'll lead this call. team to a bowl game. Therefore, he's yep. my rookie of the year. That's a good and call. that's the Mac, baby. Um, Damn, that uh, was good. <laughs> Josh, you went through that entire thing and didn't mention, didn't mention the <laughs> leading returning rusher in the country. 
I gotta leave some meat on the bone for you guys. I'm, well, I'm being you, nice to you, my co-host. Well, you didn't I just leave you... the meat on the bone. You left my <laughs> offensive player of the year. That's why I left it. We we share a spreadsheet. Yes. I knew you wanted to talk about it. Yes, of course I want to talk about <laughs> Lou Nichols. Is not just he's really good. It's not just the best offense. He's pretty good. He's not just he's, a I, he's not just the best running back in the MAC. He's not just the best offensive player in the MAC. I will say that it, when, when you take away positional value, Lou Nichols is the best offensive skill position player in the group of five. No, hmm. and You're not going to get too many I think, arguments. I think Nathaniel's Dell, the wide receiver at Houston, can make a case yeah. for it. I think there are some other – I mean, I think that there are you – know, especially once you take away quarterbacks, I think there are some other guys you can take away. But I think Lou Nichols is absolutely incredible. I think he is going to literally put the rest of the chips on his back and carry them to the MAC title game. Yes, see, you're high on Central also. A lot of, I'm lot super of, high on Central. A lot of publications have it in them third or lower. No, no, I'm all about Central. I know, I know, everyone loves, um, everyone loves Northern this year, and you know, I can understand why they love Northern. They have, I think, they had the most uh, preseason All Conference guys. And I see, and I like Thomas Hammock a lot, but they have I, seventeen starters coming back. No, yeah, it's, it's absurd. It's it's ridiculous. But I don't, I don't know. I just feel like I they're feel gonna like take Luke, they're gonna take that L to Vandy though, and it's gonna completely <laughs> derail their season. That's true. That that would be hilarious. Um, I'm I, I really wanted to have Kent State as my division champion because I think Sean Lewis is the best coach in the conference, and I think that really Ooh. matters, especially in Group of Five football. Um, where's, my, where's where's that uh, where's that Kent State shirt you you've been rocking? <laughs> <laughs> Has he uh, sent you stuff? Is this is this a little biased because he was on my podcast? Maybe, <laughs> but I will say uh, year in and year, even without Dustin Crum, even though D- Dustin Crum was <clears throat> phenomenal, Dustin Crum was <laughs> absolutely phenomenal. The, uh, their culture and their—I mean, I know how much coach loves a good uh, a, a good team culture. Dude, that that mm-hmm. team culture is it's important. That that team culture is second to none in the MAC. I mean, you know, you've actually got multiple you've got multiple Badgers out there running MAC teams between uh, Thomas Hammock <laughs> and, and Thomas Hammock and Sean Lewis are both Wisconsin guys. So uh, Badgers running the MAC. Hopefully, uh, Brian Ferentz will be running a MAC team here soon enough. Uh, <laughs> He'll be, he'll be running Bowling Green. I, so is, if things go south for Scotty Leffler, do you think it's, do you think they pull the plug on that? They got to. If they don't you have to, I mean, you have he's, to. but I think they're good this year though. I I, I think that yeah. I think they're bowling. I think they are actually bowling in Ooh. Bowling Green this year. Actually, I, they're not in I, Bowling Green, but you know. I know our I know our time is almost up. So uh, let me do this real quick. I didn't have it in my notes, but uh, yeah, Scotty Loeffler's. Uh, yeah, he is seven and twenty-two. So yeah, say, if, eight and seventeen—that's even worse than I thought. My yeah. God. So if yeah. if they if they don't make a bowl game this year, they uh, also return seventeen that's starters. Tough. Yeah, that's pretty tough. They they should beat Eastern Kentucky. Uh, there's one. They'll beat Akron. There's two. They'll beat Buffalo. There's three. Uh, Miami's going to be hard. Central's going to be hard. Western they should beat. That's four. Uh, Kent's going to be hard. Toledo. Uh, I think they would beat toledo that's five they'll beat ohio question here's my question if toledo doesn't live up to expectations again is jason candle on the hot seat next year 
It's warm. I don't think it's hot, but it's warm. Uh, yeah, I mean, they won the conference title back in 2017. Um, that's and, half a decade and, ago. I know. Well, that's what I was going to say. Uh, since then, seven wins, six wins, four wins, seven wins. Yeah. Um, but every year they're like, oh, they're the most talented team in the MAC, And then great. just stuff goes wrong. That's great. There was a long time where Georgia was uh, the most talented team in the SEC. Uh, did they win it? No, they didn't. Coach will tell you. That's hey, the Jim Donnan era. Why are you why are you slandering Ray Goof? <laughs> that is that is a perfect description of Ray Goof. The most the most talented roster, one of the most talented rosters in the conference, and you go seven and five every year. Yep. Yep. All right. Um, well, it's uh, time for me to take over, and we are heading to conference USA. Everyone loves it. It's still around. Yes, it's still, it's still around at least for 2022. Now, there are no longer divisions in Conference USA. So um, the story of Conference USA last year obviously was uh, UTSA, everyone's darling. They'd been our darling long before the rest of America was on to them, like two years before the rest of America was on them. Beep, we beep. are the OG Roadrunner fans here. You cannot take that away from us. UAB, uh, sudden retirement by Bill Clark um, over the summer, which was a little bit surprising, but they have so much talent on that team. Um, mm -hmm. uh, UTEP is trending in the right direction. Um, the <clears throat> Miners uh, have been doing really, uh, have made giant strides. I am really high on them coming into this season. Personally, I have them finishing third in the conference. Western Kentucky was uh, the offense and the darling of everybody's eye last year with Bailey Zapp. He's gone. Uh, that being said, they should they still have a lot of talent team, but they did lose uh, you know a couple other big pieces in the portal. Uh, most notably, uh, Mitchell, uh, wide receiver Mitchell Tinsley, who heads over to um, uh, Penn State uh, to be their uh, one, one of their lead targets. Um, Florida Atlantic, Charlotte, North Texas, Louisiana Tech, middle class of this conference is all over the place. It, it really is. North Texas uh, is always a perpetually interesting team to me. They had a really great tandem of pass rushing twins, Grayson and Gabriel Murphy, who both transferred to UCLA. And so they were their two best pass rushers. And to me, North Texas oh, go, is, is always going to have the <laughs> offense, but I don't know about their defense. Uh, and North Texas, to me, is a really, really variable team coming into this season. I mean, there's a case they can go 8-4. and four. There's a case they can go 2-10. and 10. I think they, they have the most variance out of any team in this league. Louisiana Tech, uh, they are down on talent as, composed, as opposed to what they were in the past couple of years, um, so I'm not as high on them. Then you get to the bottom of the conference. Rice is always going to be... Rice is just going to rice. I, I, I don't know <laughs> if there's... I don't even remember the last time Rice had a winning football season. Uh, FIU is also still, well, FIU. Um, and Middle Tennessee State, oh, how the mighty have fallen. I think they are so bad that I've got Rick Stockskill being the first coach fired in the Ooh. conference. He's going to retire technically, but yeah. Yeah, yeah he will. <clears throat> there will be a statement saying that he is a step, you know, that he is retiring at the end of the season, blah, 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 blah. And they, his son is the quarterback's coach, Brent Stockskill, and uh, he will not be retained either because their quarterback play has gotten atrocious. Josh, it's ooh. just it's just stale Co in Murfreesboro, man. It's they, they really just... stale in Murfreesboro, coach. Like, coach, you and I have even talked about this. Like, hmm. 
a couple of years ago, it would be really fun to go down and watch a game down there. No one yeah. wants to go anymore. Man, they stink. Like, I, I, I would love, I, like, I, I want to go down there at one point and watch them play, like, UAB or, like, watch them Coach, play a I'd conference rather watch o- that... I'd rather watch Oakland play Blackman if I'm going down to Bur- Murfreesboro. I mean, that'd be a hell of a game. <laughs> that would be a, a hell of a game. That, that, that would be a hell of a game. That, I mean, that might be a better... There might be more Honestly, talent. There might be more talent on the field. That 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 they, they both those teams could compete in the in the uh, conference USA. <laughs> uh, for those of you Oakland. who don't live in Middle Tennessee, those are two absolute powerhouses of Middle Tennessee football that are both in Murfreesboro. And then, well, uh, also if Lipscomb played uh, Oakland, that would be a hell. Lipscomb could probably win the Sun Belt, um, or the Conference USA. Whatever conference we're on at this point, we are um, in, we're, we're, we're in Conference USA, Josh, and uh, I, I'm curious yeah. as to your thoughts here at the top of the conference um, because with Bill Clark step you know stepping aside, you could definitely see you know that really affecting this UAB team. Um, so no. how how do you feel about the top of the league? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> sorry, coach, this is perfectly tough. Uh, you up. know. Josh is I crying. That, Coach is coughing. Like I don't know what's yeah. going on here tonight. Guys. Well, once once I turn the ring light down, I, my eyes uh, recover. Yeah, I um, I just think there's too much continuity with that. Um, you know, when when they talked about Bill Clark's retirement, they're it, so they're um, so. It was, yeah, talented. it was. I I highly doubt it was uh, his players were blindsided the, the way that program was tightly run. Um, we mentioned uh, mentioned our love of San Antonio. Obviously, what uh, the miners did last year, coming kind of out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, we we all loved what Dana Dimmel did last year. Um, I I'm looking at that Charlotte team. So that to, is to maybe make. You know, they went to a bowl game back in 2019. Yeah. Um, you know, I I think it will Healy's a pretty pretty good coach down there they I, I was gold last season though like they fell off a cliff last year what were they four and eight last year like they went from being like yeah during the uh they were so competitive they're, in they're not a they're not a program yeah, so matt that's gonna be yeah. consistent yet because they're still they're still very yeah in the stages so of they, their program yeah. yeah they were they were five and four and then lost their last three they're like a high school program. Game. Like when 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 they have to rebuild, they truly have to rebuild. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Um, but I, I was looking at their schedule this year. Um, they should start out, I think, two and two. Um, I think they can. They're going to beat William and Mary, and then they they should be able to split the Florida Atlantic Georgia State game. So they should start out two and two, um, and then. <clears throat> They'll beat FIU at home. They should win at Rice. They should clean Middle Tennessee's clock. That's five wins. Mm-hmm. And Louisiana Tech, you know, yeah, Louisiana it's weird Tech to say. Will... Weird to say, but Skip Holtz, like, what's ain't walking through that door? Right? I don't know what's going on in Rustin, yeah. Coach. I don't know what's going on in Rustin. Yeah. Like, I, so the there. I mean, it's it's weird. I don't. 
I don't get it. You lose. Uh, I feel like Louisiana Tech should be better. I feel like Louisiana Tech yeah. honestly is the team that should be like at the top of this conference pretty much year in yeah. and year it, out. It, yeah. It's gonna it's gonna come down to uh, Matthew Downing, mm-hmm. who's uh, who's transferred to TCU from Georgia, now transfers from TCU to Louisiana Tech um, as a quarterback. Parker McNeil. Um, also, uh, they're 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 both fighting for the job. I think Matthew Downing is the favorite to win. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they have a solid group of playmakers. They have Devontae Lee, who transferred from LSU. They have some talented dudes, but we just don't know what Sonny Cumbie brings as a head coach. We don't know what how he's going to mesh all of this talent. They have a horrible defense: thirty-four points a game, six point one yards per play. Yeah. They bring back eight starters, which may or may not be a good well, thing. Well, I mean that, that that might be a problem. So, yeah. but, but. Uh, real quick in the in the last ten seconds, I always want to give a shout out to North Texas. I always love them. Hayden Fry used to coach there, and back in the day, I did a great dynasty there. Uh, in their depth chart was Shelton Gandy. He was like a ninety-eight speed. I put him in. We ran the ball a whole lot <laughs> there on the PS3. Yeah, yeah, Josh. So Shelton Gandy, Shelton Gandy was like one of was one yeah. of your all time greats. Um, just, despite <laughs> I think all I won that, him two or three Eisens. I've I've got I've got UAB winning the conference title. Um, yeah, I don't know about I you guys, too. but I do it's have. Hard. It's going to be hard to deny that. Yeah, I've got Frank Harris, UTSA's quarterback, uh, as the offensive player of the year, and Rashad Wisdom, their safety as defensive player of the year. I just think UAB has more talent, top to bottom, and, and more continuity. Frank, uh, I think UTSA at this point, especially after now that they've lost like sincere McCormick, it's going to be tough. However, they replace him with who I think is going to be the uh, rookie of the year in the conference, Traylon Smith, the Arkansas transfer. He's going to get a lot of carries, and I think he's. I, I think he could do some damage. Uh, Coach of the year, I've got a uh, Brian Vincent, uh, Brian Vincent stepping in for Bill Clark uh, and taking UAB to the conference title. And I don't know how he, that doesn't get him a yeah. coach of the year unless unless UTEP is like ten and two. Um, I know we have Rice at the bottom, and, and it's always hard to trust Rice um, just based on their recruiting for academics and just a lot of. A lot of handcuffs on that team. I do want to give a quick shout out. Mike Bloomgren last year was his uh, fourth year. They won four games, his best season there. They lost two in overtime. Uh, so they were knocking on the door. They were a little frisky. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe they're building something there. It's just you don't ever really trust Rice in the offseason. That's true. You don't <laughs> really trust Rice in the offseason. Um, we're going to head next, though, to the Mountain West coach. And uh, if you can uh, quit the coffin, I think we can get to it. I know. God, I, I got I got a little bit of drainage. It's uh, something that normally happens to me at this time of year. Uh, start of school, talking loud and shouting at practice. Um, it's just it's just that perfect storm. So, um, uh, well, I got the same. I, I, I call it teacher throat. I was feeling it today. I even went as far to take a COVID test. It was negative, but. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I feel normal. I feel as energetic as I always do. I just got a little bit of drainage, and it just keeps – it just it's just draining. And I cough a lot. It happens. But, okay, Mountain West. So we, we go to the Mountain Division. Um, I, I think, you, you know, three teams really kind of stand out to me, Boise State. Utah State and Air Force, uh, all, all those teams you can make a legitimate claim. Uh, for that number one spot, I'm going to take Boise State. Um, Andy Avalos is uh, – I think he's going to get him back on track. They finished 7-5 and five last fall. Um, 
but uh, they uh, they only averaged 29.2 points per game, 5.3 yards per play. Uh, Jump-starting that is going to be his first priority. Hank Bachmeyer returns, so that's always a good thing when, when, you're, when your quarterback returns on a semi-productive uh, offense. Uh, Khalil Shakir is off to the NFL, but that's okay. Stefan Cobbs is the next star. Um, he's going to be the next dude that you're going to hear about from, from Boise State. Uh, George Halani is going to boost the ground attack as well. Um, and then they have a secondary that's going to be boosted by the return of Weber State transfer George Tarlis, Jackson Cravens, Scott Matlock, and Dimitri Washington. Uh, Air Force is going to uh, – they were 25, they're 21-5 and five over the last two full seasons. They have 15 starters back. It's going to be a tough, tough team to, to play against. I just think Boise is going to have the edge. Boise, I think, is going to be more, a little bit more explosive this year. Um, but don't count out Air Force. Quarterback Hazig Daniels and fullback Brad Roberts returned to anchor an offense that led the nation in rushing at 327 point yards a game. Um, they have three starters back on the offensive line. Uh, defensively, um, that DeMonte Meeks, cornerback uh, Trey Bug, the third, safety Cor- Corvon Taylor, and end Jordan Jackson all have, de- um, have departed this unit stingy once again. Um, they have road trips to Wyoming, Utah State, and San Diego State is going to be what uh, is tip, is going to do them in for the Mountain Division title. Uh, the Aggies are pro- projected to finish third. Uh, they could very easily finish first. They uh, Quarterback Logan Banner is back, so all three of these teams return their quarterback. That's a common theme here. Um, they have some new receivers to break in. Uh, they have transfers from Maryland and Bama are some names to watch as well. Leading rusher, Calvin Tyler Jr. is back. Four starters are back on the offensive line. That's always a good thing, too. Especially yeah, I, if your offense Coach, is productive. I'm going to interrupt you here because I'm super into this Utah State team. <clears throat> uh, Go for I, it. I'm, I'm, the more I think about it, the more I'm studying it. Like I almost want to pick them to win, uh, to win the mountain. I, I picked Air Force coming in, but I, I mean, you, you, I mean, I think, honestly, I think Utah State they could like. They could. Blake, like we know Blake Anderson. <laughs> we know Blake Anderson's a good coach, Josh. They have to go to the blue turf though. That that's the only thing. They yeah. have San Diego State, BYU, Fresno, and Utah State on the blue turf. That this a lot of their tough games are at home for Boise. That's that's why I'm picking them. Josh. Well, I was uh I rode Air Force last year and I'm not ready to get off the ride. Uh, I, I got Air Force winning the division. I got Air Force winning the whole enchilada. Uh, their uh, their quarterback that you already mentioned, Coach Daniels, uh, he's got uh, he's got something kind of interesting. He's got the longest running program history and the longest mm. passing program history. That's a nice little um, uh, daily double. <clears throat> yeah, so he's back. Uh, his senior fullback is back. Matt, I know you love fullbacks. Can I tell you about? Their fullback no, Brad Roberts. I'm in, I'm, in, I'm in love with the fullbacks. Oh, I'm, yes, a, I'm the former it. fullback. I'm in love anyone with wanna, the fullback. I, he bounces. Anyone he wanna, and anyone want to? Anyone want to guess how many uh, rush? <laughs> anyone want to guess how many rushing yards Brad Roberts had last year from his uh, fullback position? Uh, th- a lot. Thirteen hundred and fifty. Uh, yeah, one thousand three hundred and fifty-two. Are you serious? I was gonna say yeah. thirteen. I was gonna say thirteen hundred fifty-one. I, I was really gonna say that. <laughs> oh my just, god! Just to um, price is right. That, that was now. that was. I, I I like 
hand to yeah. whatever you believe in or don't believe in, that's cool with me too. Yeah. I like I not looked that up. Um so coming into last year, they replaced all five starters. This year they've got three of those five starters back. That is super scary. Um and then just overall program picture. So, you know, Calhoun's been there quite a while now. His staff's been there with him. They've won 21 of their last 27. Um, they have Boise State, Colorado, and Colorado State, and then rivalry game Navy all in Falcon Stadium. They're 36 and 9 there. Yeah, Colorado over Springs. So the Colorado last, Springs is one of the um, underrated, <clears throat> toughest places. Uh, sorry, uh, not, yeah. sorry, not Fort Collins. No, sorry, no, Colorado Springs. Colorado Springs is the Air Force. Yeah. Fort Collins, Colorado State. Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, but. Colorado Springs is so hard to play in. So running through their schedule, uh, as much as I love Northern Iowa, and Northern Iowa is nationally ranked down the FCS rankings, Air Force is just a different animal. I think they can upset the Colorado team. Yep. I got them beating Wyoming. I got them beating Nevada. I got them beating Navy. Mm-hmm. That's, that's 5-0. and yep. Utah State, I think those two teams are really close. I know you guys are high on Utah State, but they can win that one. They'll beat UNLV. They host Boise State. I got them defending the home turf. I have them beating Army this year. They almost beat them last year. Um, That's a game they can win. They're going to crush New Mexico. They're going to beat Colorado State. And then at San Diego State, also kind of a toss-up. I've got 10 wins with two toss-ups. I mean, there's a conceivable chance they go 12-0. and I'm buying the hype. I love this Air Force team. Well, there you wow. go. Well, I guess we're, we're the, finally we're all three completely different on our division yeah. <laughs> here. Now let's go to the West, who I I think this is going to the gonna, West this is, is well, freaking nuts. This is this is the yeah, weirdest so, division in yeah, freaking so, football. So, so let's run it down. You got Fresno State, who yep. I think is I think is going to be the best team in the conference. I think this is the twelve and zero team in uh, in the Mountain West. Um, they're going to be nasty. Um, then you have uh, San Diego State, who, who's going to be tr- who's going to be trouble, but they've got quite some distractions now off the field, as we just learned. So this whole thing is um, might go south for San Diego State in a hurry. Uh, San Jose State um, again, they they, uh, they won the Mountain West in 2020. They finished five and seven, disappointing last year. Um, but Coach Brennan's squad has uh, has the pieces to get back on track. Uh, they have uh, transfer additions of Shevin uh, Cordario from Hawaii, receivers Justin Lockhart from Nevada, and Elijah Cooks from Nevada. Dude, they're not the only um, people that that poach from Nevada. Like, I swear to God, everyone, like every, like yeah. people came and just pillaged Nevada's <clears throat> roster so hard, so hard. Here's my question: What's the worst team in the state of Nevada? Is it UNLV or is it? Nevada. I think it's UNLV. I, I think UNLV. Um, I think Tate Martell finally in his 27th season as quarterback um, of the UNLV running Rebels. I, I think it's going to have it. Wait, he's not still there. Um, yeah. So I, I think you know of those of those top three teams in the in the West Division. I mean, I, I think you know with all the distractions at San Diego State, I think that's going to lead them right on out. I think San Jose State's going to have a big year. Um, but I think ultimately it's going to be Fresno State, man. They're they're going to be the team that everybody out west that everybody's going to be like, whoa. Um, 
<laughs> they're just they average thirty three point four points per game. Um, Jake Hayner is coming back. Jake Hayner, um, man. Jalen Cropper is coming yep. back. They have a deep group of receivers, um, so they have weapons a lot everywhere. Um, their defense was allowed twenty and a half points per game, five point two yards per play. Um, they uh, it's pretty good in, in in today's age of football. Uh, additionally, they rank second in the Mountain West in pass efficiency defense. They finished third against the run. They have seven starters back on that side of the ball, um, so they're going to finish up towards near near the top of the conference. So I, I got them beating Fresno State. But let me ask you guys this. So of the remaining teams that we have not talked about, Colorado State, Wyoming, and New Mexico on the mountainside, um, then uh, UNLV, Nevada, and Hawaii in the west, um, which of those teams, uh, and, and I'll, I'll briefly go first, which of those teams is going to have uh, a, a, a better than expected year? And which is you know, I'll and go, obviously, I'll, which I'll of those go, teams I'll, is going to be the worst? Well, I'll, I'll go. Oh, go for I'll it, go. Yeah, Josh. Yeah, because we we are we are running short on the on okay. The well, yeah. better. <clears throat> so mine's just real simply coming down to which coaching situation do I like and not like. Uh, we all love Brent Brennan at San Jose State. I trust him. Uh, Colorado State, on the other hand, um, the whole Steve Adazio experiment was terrible. I confident Jay Norvell can turn it around. He ain't turning around year one. No. No, like, Colorado State's like imported like fifty percent of their roster from the portal. Like it's so that's probably a good thing though. They're, no, they're literally a created team in in like college football, <laughs> like in the college yeah. football video game, because like none of them were actually in Fort Collins beforehand. Um, right. To me, it just like. Yeah. And I mean, Hay- the- J- Jake Hayner is just going to like throw the ball for like fifty five hundred yards this year. Like it's ridiculous. I think Jake Hayner is just going to throw the ball left, right. I've got I've got Fresno State doing doing everything. I've got Fresno State winning the conference. Jake Hayner, offensive player of the year, uh, mm-hmm. like eleven and one. I think eleven and one. They've got the potential to win. I think they. I think they. Sh- I'm probably gonna. I'm definitely picking them against the spread at USC. I might pick them to win outright Ooh. for the second year in a row in Los Ooh. Angeles after they beat UCLA in Pasadena last year. Ooh. I'm, I'm going with Air Force for coach, champ, yep, offensive player of the year. Josh is Brad Roberts, the fullback, going to be your offensive player of the year. You're sticking with Zeke Daniels. <laughs> uh, ooh. As much as I'd love to see a fullback win it all, uh, Daniels uh, <laughs> Daniels can throw, which you don't see often with an option quarterback. Coach, uh, you're you're on Fresno State, right? Yeah, I'm 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 fully on the Fresno State bandwagon here. Um, the Fighting Devonte Adams Derek, slash Derek Cars um, are going the fighting to Las Vegas uh, Raiders. Yes, <laughs> let's put it yeah. this way: there 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 are. There, <laughs> Fresno State I, is the best team in the state of Las Vegas. Fresno State's the best team in Las Vegas. They are. They they really are. Um, <laughs> and I love that Jeff Ted, Tedford is coming back to the side. I was a huge Jeff Tedford fan when he's at Cal. It's hard to win at Cal. It's really hard this to win at Cal. This is his third stint, right, Josh, as the head yeah. coach at Fresno State? I think this is his third it's, go it's somewhere between a, It's somewhere between his third and tenth. Yeah, it's somewhere up there. I mean, like, like he can't, like, they can't, can't quit each other like the Yankees and Billy Martin. Like, it's ridiculous. What, what, what's happened point. more? Uh, Jeff Tedford. Tedford. 
<laughs> Hopefully Tedford's not drinking like Billy Martin. I certainly That's hope. That's true. I, yeah, I, I, not. Tedford does not strike me as a drinker. He really so does So what's not. happened more, Jeff Tedford coaching Fresno State or Kate Martell transferring? Uh, I mean, Mar- Martell's <laughs> transferred like 17 times at this point. So, oh um, okay. He's uh, playing Juco ball somewhere. We've got to go. Uh, Josh, finish this up quickly. <laughs> We're going to take a little bit less time with these guys. The Independence, uh, Notre Dame, new coach, potentially the handsomest man in college football. Marcus Freeman. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about it. So uh, real quick, top to bottom, I got – uh, Notre Dame, uh, obviously there's no standings of this. I, I'm just basing it on how many wins I think they're going to have. Yeah. I got Notre Dame, Army, BYU, Liberty, Connecticut, Massachusetts, New Mexico State. Uh, to do a little bit of drama, let's start down there at the bottom. New Mexico State, hmm, let's see. Well, uh, their Won't leading running back. Notre Dame. Yeah, their leading running back, uh, gone. <clears throat> yeah, their top went- three wide receivers, uh, gone. gone. They're they leading ha- running back. New Mexico. Listen to this, though. New Mexico State's like leading running back, who's like a freshman All American last year, left to go be Sean Tucker's backup in Syracuse. That's how yeah. bad things are at New Mexico State. They're <laughs> leaving to be backups at Syracuse. Um, yeah. Then they uh, of the teams towards the bottom, they actually have the toughest schedule of those clubs. All right, let's let's go to Massachusetts. Uh, they will be frisky running the ball. They have uh, Ellis Merriweather. He's back. He rushed for 1,100 yards last year. Uh, the defense is experienced. They weren't any good last year, but they're experienced. But you'd think that Don Brown could maybe get something going there. And then we get to Connecticut. Uh, Connecticut <clears throat> has former Penn State quarterback Taquan Roberson transferring over. I know he left a lot to be desired with his arm, but he is athletic and he does improve their quarterback position. They are one of the more experienced teams in the country. They're low on talent, but coach doesn't experience help you at least a little bit. Yeah, it even does. if it's bad talent. Okay. Yeah, so experience goes further than than people give give it credit for. Yeah. All right. Uh, none of those teams are making bowls, though. Uh, <laughs> Liberty, our old friends, Biberty, they've got a chance to make a bowl game. Uh, they have the mercurial Charlie Brewer. Talk about a guy who's transferred a few times. He's Bam in. He's replacing Malik. Yep. Yeah. He's replacing Malik Willis. Um, the offense, I think, looks pretty good. The big concern for Liberty fans is uh, where they're going in the afterlife as well as the fact that their defense only has four starters back. Um, okay, the, the teams that are seriously good, though, BYU. Uh, BYU is nationally ranked to start the season. Um, they have 19 combined starters back. This this is a really good team. Uh, it all starts with their quarterback, Jaron Hall. 20 touchdown passes last year, just five interceptions. Uh, they have some nice transfers coming in, including uh, Cal player Christopher Brooks. Uh, he, he should get plenty of touches in the running back position. A uh, lot to love about this BYU team. They just, as usual, have kind of a grind of a schedule. Always do. Uh, Army, yeah, Army, uh, the, the they're a machine, <laughs> literally, with the triple option. They wear you down like a machine. Um, they have a tough schedule. They got Coastal Carolina. 
They got Wake Forest. They got they got some games that are tough, um, but they have also a lot of returning pieces, including their quarterback. Do you see a theme in the independents? It's whoever has like their quarterback coming back, you kind of trust. But, yeah, except uh, for Notre Dame, lot- who does not have a returning quarterback. Well, sort of. Well, well, so, they're they're the they're the one that breaks well, the mean, mold. Bu- uh, Buchner, like, or is it? I never remember. Is it Buchner or Buckner? I always said Buckner personally. Okay, well, Buckner got some snaps last year, but Jack Cohn was the yeah. guy. Yeah. Um, no, I I mean the thing about Notre Dame is like, other than their coach and quarterback, they return everyone. Is what it feels like. Um, I know they have the uh, the usual tough games with like USC. They also play BYU and stuff. Uh, they start off the season. Anyone know where they start off the season? Uh, BYU in Columbus. <laughs> no Ooh. Notre Dame. Oh Notre Dame. Yeah, Notre Dame starts at Columbus. Yeah, that's not going to yeah. be an easy one in Columbus. Uh, so they have they have some really tough games on their schedule. Uh, but even with those tough games, I still have them slated for like nine or ten wins. I think so, nine. Um, I think nine and three is probably yeah. the the most likely record for Notre Dame this season. Because I mean, I don't. Yeah, they're not going to beat. They're not beating Ohio State. I'm sorry, they're not beating Ohio State. Yeah. Like, what I uh, what I yeah. What I like about Notre Dame, I didn't really highlight any players. What I like about Notre Dame is they have a really good offensive line. Then they also have a really good tight end. Uh, definitely someone to look out for on the Mackey watch list, Michael Mayer. Oh, I, not, uh, not to look out. I mean, like, it's it's a two-man race with him and yeah. coach's guy, Brock Bowers. No, Isaiah yeah. Foskey, for me, is the guy mm. on Notre Dame that I love. That defensive end, dude, he is a menace. And, Josh, yeah. they got the best player from Nebraska. Uh, sorry, from Northwestern. Um, yeah, Brandon Joseph. Brandon Joseph, the, the safety. Yeah. He's All-American in 2020, injured last year, and... He steps in for Kyle Hamilton, completely different kind of player. But, my God, he is special back there. He was, like, in the COVID season, he might have been the best best defensive player in the country. Ooh, yeah. There's a lot to love there. Uh, obviously, there's no superlatives for the independents. Uh, if there was, uh, I think the uh, – for me, I think the uh, the offensive player of the year – is got to be one of those either army or byu quarterbacks they're so good Mm -hmm. uh the new player of the year i think if liberty makes a bowl game you gotta go with uh their new quarterback their incoming quarterback uh charlie Charlie brewer (laughs) no charlie brewer Um, brewer going from one uh one that's why i said rookie of the year to another right to Uh, another that's why i said rookie i said rookie i said rookie of the year Okay. Um, yeah, what do you guys Henry, you Henry want to add anything to the independence? I don't have anything to add to the independence, but what I do have, it's gentlemen. The independence. The in, <laughs> in, independence, gentlemen. Um, before we can get on to week zero, it is time for a pop quiz. Get out your notebooks, your number two pencils. Ooh, Make sure they're sharpened. Uh, mm. Quick question uh, here at, during uh, – during Professor Perko's pop quiz. Um, <laughs> so, the first game of the college football season in 2022 will take place in Dublin between Northwestern and Nebraska this Saturday. In the past decade, there have been five non-bowl games to take place outside of the continental United States. In those five games, 10 teams have played. You need to either tell me 
the location, the team, uh, the location or either opponent that a game <clears> took <throat> place. So, Josh, you are up first. <laughs> I'm on the spot. You're on the um, spot. And there's three minutes, okay. three minutes and 20 seconds left I, on the clock. I have no idea why. But I swear I feel like Georgia Tech played in Ireland at some point. Am uh, I right? That is correct. Jo- Georgia Tech yes! did play in Ireland. I will not was, that Jeff Collins, uh, was that Jeff Collins' first ever game? I do believe it was Jeff Collins' first ever game. Uh, they did not play <laughs> UCF, but UCF coach did play in Ireland as well. That is Correct. Okay, you're both one Could for it? one. Okay, so you. I can't tell somebody. you who because they're, they're they're on the board still. So we still have both <laughs> Georgia Tech's opponent from 2016 and UCF's opponent from 2014. There we go. Okay. Um, there's another one I know. I don't know why I know this. Probably because I stayed up for God knows how late to watch it. There was a game in Australia a while ago. That featured Hawaii. I have no idea who they played, but I'm picturing Hawaii in Australia. Hawaii did play in Australia in 2014. That is correct. Coach, I might have tapped out my knowledge just by the way. Yes. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. 2016. Was... 2016. Okay. Uh, Georgia Tech. God, who did Georgia Tech play? Um, I think Notre Dame played in Ireland too, right? That is correct. They played in Ireland in 2012. Okay, gentlemen, you're both two for two. So we have the opponents for all four of those teams. <laughs> this probably this probably doesn't count, but uh, I just remember it because I'm a dumb Iowan who remembers anything Iowan related. Uh, Drake played a uh, exhibition game in Africa like 15 years ago. Or that something. Cor- does that, that count? That is correct. No, it's not within the last. Well, that game. counts for this trivia game. No, it does not. Uh, they that oh. I was looking at. That. I'm only looking at FBS, and I'm only looking within the past decade. But yes, Drake did play in past Iowa. Decade. It was on okay. the Wikipedia page that I was consulting for the answer to this question. So I think, I think this one's is not going to count because I, because I think the game got canceled. But is, is um, it on Josh? Because of COVID. Yeah, it's on me. Uh, I think the game got canceled, so this one probably doesn't count. But I think the reason Nebraska's playing in Ireland this year is they either played in the past or was going to have a game in the past. Yeah, that is incorrect. So, yes, okay. I, so no Nebraska. Not, I think that's probably the reasoning. Coach? No Nebraska. Boston College played in Ireland. They played against somebody. Yeah, you're correct. They played against Georgia Tech. That's right. Oh, that was, yep. Georgia Tech. Mm-hmm. Georgia Tech beat Boston College in college in remember, Dublin yes. in twenty six in twenty sixteen. That was Paul Johnson's last year, wasn't it? I want to say second to last year. I want to say um, maybe last mm. season. But yes, that is correct, Josh. I mean, this wasn't in the last decade, but just for fun to show off my knowledge, uh, the first year Wisconsin made at the Rose Bowl under Barry Alvarez. They clinched beating Michigan State in Japan. Do I get any points for that? In the Tokyo Bowl, that is correct. Um, you did, <laughs> not, was get, you did like... not get any points. I almost counted the Tokyo Bowl games, but there were like <laughs> six or eight Tokyo Bowl games uh, in yeah. like, in like the late '80s, early '90s. So, are we not counting any of the Bahamas bowls? No, I said or is it not, just regular season, non, non-bowl games. Yes. So, All right. time is up. You guys can just shout names at me now because uh, the time is up. 
Kansas um, State. Uh, Kansas State played in that Tokyo Bowl uh, in the early 90s against Nebraska, but that was 92, <clears throat> I want to say. So, so th- this these would just be blind guesses, but with uh, the Big Ten having a canceled Ireland game and now mm-hmm. getting this year's Ireland game, I would just yell out every Big Ten team, yeah, and Penn, I'm sure some Penn of them Penn State uh, beat UCF in yeah. the game that Coach mentioned. Okay. Other teams that were missing, ah. uh, the, the, the Hawaii game uh, that you mentioned, uh, Cal beat them. Cal. Cal. Oh, that's oh. was that Wilcox's first game? Uh, Dude, we previewed, we talked about that game. Yeah, we did. And, uh, that was a that was a Jared Goff special. They put up fifty one points in that one. Oh, Jared Goff. Um, uh, you guys mentioned Notre Dame and uh, Dublin. They beat Navy over there fifty to ten in twenty twelve. Oh. Um, UCF. Yeah, I mentioned Penn State. They beat UCF twenty six twenty four. I'm confused. Why didn't Navy just uh, blockade the country? And- uh, uh, they had the same problem that the Spanish Armada did um, in the in the 16th century um, or 17th century, I should say. Uh, and then finally, one that neither of you guys got. The most recent game played outside of American soil was in 2017 when Stanford beat Rice in Sydney, 62 to seven. <clears throat> We somehow missed that one. Yes, we somehow missed that one. Okay, yeah. gents. Rice football, huh? All right. Well, now we oh, are man. on to Let's preview our some week zero slop. Week zero slop. Um, gents, uh, are these spread formations? Or are we, we, yes, are they, we these have become are these spread, spread formations. Or are we supposed to prepare something for these? Uh, uh, these are not. Games. These are spread formations, gentlemen. Uh, we are starting with that game in Dublin, Nebraska <laughs> Northwestern. Uh, Nebraska is an eleven and a half point favorite against Northwestern in Dublin. Josh, who do you like? Uh, well, I like Nebraska because I have Northwestern going uh, winless in the league. And in my uh, blog, I had Nebraska winning by 17. So I'll have them covered. Yeah, yeah, you, you got all the gear. <laughs> all the <laughs> Northwestern gear. Um, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We didn't tell that story. Fun fact. I should have worn the hat. I missed it. I'll wear it next week. Fun fact, the uh, when you are a when you just get your driver's license in Ireland, you have to put this big red sticker, this big red N sticker on the back of your car for novice. The N looks just like the N in Nebraska. It's basically the Nebraska N in red. In so red. Nebraska's a novice? Yes, so Nebraska's not, but they're still winning this game. Scott Frost uh, is not, and they're winning, and they're and they're winning this game by two touchdowns. That's a clean sweep. Uh, that means mm-hmm. everyone else out there, uh, uh, a. Uh, what if I what go- if I said Northwestern was going to win? Coach, are you going to are you saying Northwestern is going to win? <laughs> no, not a chance. Okay. It's a clean sweep. Um, but you didn't way, ask me. <laughs> these lines are brought to you by BetOnline.ag. I thought I did. I thought you just kind of chimed in with it, Coach. Nope. Well, well, who you got? Nebraska minus 11 and a half. I got Nebraska. Okay, you got Nebraska <laughs> minus 11 and a half. We're gonna I got Nebraska. The, we're going to stick in the Big Ten. And Illinois is a 13 and a half point favorite at home against Wyoming. We didn't actually really get to talk about Wyoming too much. Um, guys, I mean, Josh, be tough. Uh, Craig, all, th- Craig all three of good. us have long been big Craig Bowl fans. But I am, I was actually, Josh, I was texting this to Coach the other day. Um God, I don't like to admit this. I really don't like to admit this. There's I believe in, wrong I believe in Brett Bielema. Well, as the Big Ten blogger, um, it's fine to believe in Bielema. It's fine to believe in Illinois this year. I have them winning six games. I have them going bowling. Yep. I have, and I had them winning this one 31-14, which covers that spread. Yep. Coach? Um, 
well, just real quick, the the reason why for our fans out there, uh, Chase curious. Brown. Yeah, Chase Brown, <laughs> uh, a big big improvement also uh, at the quarterback position. Uh, Tommy DeVito is better than the two that they had last year, yeah. which included Rutgers former Rutgers quarterback Artur Satowski. Um, they got a new offensive coordinator who Bielema has worked with before, Bear Looney Jr. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot to lot to love, and their defense. Um, their defense two years ago was 97th in scoring. It jumped to 29th last year. There, there's a lot to love about this <laughs> Illinois team, Coach. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna be tough. I think they win this one. Um, I'm, I'm a big believer in Burt Bielema. He didn't didn't have a good staff surrounding him at Arkansas. It took a t- it was a tough situation at that point. Uh, just never really got off the ground there. He's a Big Ten guy, so. Yeah, I um I I have a friend uh, who uh, has a lot of contacts within the Illinois program, and they've all said that Tommy DeVito has made a gigantic difference, and the the difference between him as a leader has been night and day from what they had last De- year. DeVito was really good like two years Dude, ago he too. Was just, aw- and he was he was like, bang- and Syracuse's Syracuse. offense completely shifted <laughs> when Sean Tucker got going last year. I'm not surprised. Like I think DeVito is actually going to have a lot of success. Josh, I'm with you. They're going bowling this year. Next, UConn at that Utah State team that we talked about who I love so much. Um, Utah State is a 26 and a half yeah. point favorite at home. Oh my god, that's, that's a lot of points. That is a lot, that is a of, lot points. of points, but it's yeah. it's also UConn, but it's also UConn effectively four hot garbage touchdowns. God, I don't like doing this. I'm taking I'm guys. I'm taking Utah State at home. I'm taking Utah State. I mean, half. I mean, you Matt, you kind of have to get them. They're your Mac. They're your Mountain West champs. Yeah, they're my Mountain West champs, so I have to. <laughs> or no, they're my fans. They're, I mean, they're, they're my Mountain champs. They're my mountain division champs. I got Fresno winning the whole thing. Yeah. So but, yeah. I, I'm sure some I'm sure some listeners are thinking, like, how often did UConn lose by 28 last year? So they went one and eleven. They lost by 28 to Fresno State. Mm-hmm. Lost by 28 to Purdue. Yep. Well, 28 plus. Like, yeah. Both games they were shut out. Uh, lost by 28 plus to Army. There's three. Uh, 28 plus. To Middle Tennessee, there's four. To Clemson, there's five. To UCF, there's six. And to Houston, there's seven. Seven out of their 11 losses. How bad did it get? Well, they lost to Holy Cross last year. They lost to UMass last year. Their one win was Yale. We loved the hire of Jim Mora. He didn't put all the pieces together for week one. They're losing. They're losing big. Yep. Smart thing is to take Utah State. All right, we're all on Utah State here. Uh, uh-huh. Little bonus six game here that I forgot to tell you guys about. Charlotte at FAU. FAU is a seven and a half point favorite at home. Uh, I mean, guys, you you, you think Will Healy's back? I mean, I, I think I think I think Charlotte pulls it. Yeah, coaches on Charlotte. I got Charlotte winning. Well, I think Charlotte wins outright. Okay, then uh, that's what I just said, Coach. Yeah, they both. You, okay, <laughs> I'm agreeing with you. Okay, then I'm <laughs> then I'm gonna zag because we can't all agree on everything. Um, so I'm zagging. I'm Matt, that, that puts you in the uncomfortable position of uh, thinking well, a Willie Taggart coach team will do something. <sighs> yeah, Matt, not 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 a good position to take you on know this what? one. You can you zag know... on a different game. Oh, God, I know. I don't feel good about it, but I'm I'm. You know what? It's it's my choice, and I'm sticking with it. Um, the last time, the last time Willie Taggart had, was above 500 for a season was 2017. At Oregon, is one year with Oregon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's one game. It's an, a home opener <laughs> against Charlotte. 
I, I, I'm, I'm sticking with FAU. Uh, next, North Texas at UTEP, and it's a pick 'em, according to our friends, our partners over at betonline.ag. See, this, well, this one's tough because UTEP's tough. an up and comer, and North Texas is one of those that should be good every year, but mm-hmm. something Something's early on. on <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah, I mean, I'll take uh, North Texas early on. Okay. Coach likes North Texas. So, yeah, I mean, UTEP kind of came out of nowhere last year. North uh, they Texas won seven games. strong and fades. That's why. Yeah. They won, uh, they won seven games, um, but <laughs> they lost a lot down the stretch once they kind of got a little figured out. But in Dana Dimmel, I trust. I think the Miners are building something. Uh, you, North Texas is always <laughs> scrappy, but I'm taking the Miners. All right, and then finally, let's wrap this up. Vandy, nine point. They are up to nine point favorites on the road at Hawaii. <laughs> uh, thank shout out to friend of the show Simon Gibbs uh, for uh, personally moving the line mm. from Vandy minus six point five to Vandy minus eight point five. Uh, now up to minus nine. We, uh, I mean, uh, Vandy is a freaking train wreck. Hawaii also a train wreck. Uh, so I guess the SEC talent here, Josh. But I mean, thoughts. Do you, so 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 okay, the question well, is, I'll take this one, Josh. Hold on. So the thought <laughs> is, do you take the train wreck from the most powerful conference in the country versus a train wreck from a group of five team? But the difference is the the the, the train wreck the in, the, up in the best conference is five thousand miles away from home. Doesn't and matter. It doesn't matter. They've up been front, there all though, week. Like, their offensive it, line it is terrible. Terrible. Yes, terrible in the SEC That's and true. against Power 5 teams, yes, but not against Hawaii. <laughs> Hawaii ain't seen nothing like SEC speed up front. Van, so, I like Vandy in the that's over. That's assuming Vanderbilt has SEC speed. That's the, they do. They do at quarterback. The they on. do at quarterback, and that's the difference. They that's, do against Hawaii. Yeah, and I, I'm personally coach. I'm, I'm, I just think I think Mike Wright is going to be the best athlete on the field, no matter what. So oh, he I'm, might throw three picks, but in, in, in it between, doesn't matter. He's, he's gonna, also going to run. He's going to have it. He's going to run for an 85-yard touchdown. He's gonna he's gonna gonna, I, I think he's going to have 200-200. I think he's going 200 on the ground, 200 through the air, yeah. and five I mean, total touchdowns. It's, it's, it's going to be insane. Yeah, like it's he, be he's ridiculous. just he's a he's a dude. I love him. He's going to be scrambling, yeah. but he's going to. He, he, wow. he's that's also he's prone that's, for he, some that's why he was Georgia State champ at the 200 meters in high school. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Well, while you guys have been waxing poetically about Vanderbilt, I have a funny anecdote for you. Uh, I wanted to refresh my memory on who Timmy Chang hired, and I had to keep the window open. So earlier tonight, I Googled Hawaii football coaching staff. That's literally what I Googled. And Google spit back to me, Laura Beeman, the women's basketball coach at Hawaii. So not a great great sign when Google can't find something that specific. Yes, it's Timmy Chang's first season, first game. But... If we think about the history, what was Hawaii last year? They actually weren't bad. They won seven games and went to a bowl, or they, excuse me, they won six games and went to a bowl game. (laughs) Everyone hated Todd Graham. They had literally like 
among the worst. What do you mean hated? Everyone, everyone still hates Todd Graham. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah, that has they changed. had. They had one of the worst chemistries in the country last year, and they still somehow won six games. Hawaii has a rather large baseball staff, by the way, just in case you're wondering. I am taking Hawaii not yeah, just are, to Josh. cover, to but I would take them to win outright. Ladies and gentlemen. Rainbow on, Warriors, baby. On that bombshell, it Lock is the perfect it time to end the show for today on our group of five and week zero preview. Guys, ne- <clears throat> Week one is here next. We've got college football this week. We have college football all day Saturday. I mean, Nebraska Northwestern is kicking off at the usual 11 a.m. And then going all the way through a late night game. Vandy, Hawaii. Gentlemen, dude, college football is back. Hey, hold up. Um, how, how are we t- Timmy Chang's offensive week? coordinator, uh, his last stop was OC at Eastern Washington. Mm, last time I checked, they they know they, how to they know how to some air it out. There. Uh, how are we explaining to the amazing significant others, and in the case of you two wives in our lives, that uh, what are we doing up at one a.m. watching Vanderbilt out of Hawaii? Uh, <laughs> Matt's got the easiest sleep. So it won't, it won't <laughs> Matt's matter. got the easiest one. His wife went there. Yeah, my yeah, my excuse is, uh, honey, this is your alma mater. Like, deal with it. I, I'm supporting your team. I'm supporting your my, team. My, my excuse is, my wife will be sound asleep, so it won't matter. Well, and I'll probably say, be well, sound asleep well, too. I was say my my excuse is that I am a Vanderbilt season ticket holder, and I spent the extra fifty dollars this year to get the seat backs in the stadium, so I have something for my butt to sit on and to lean back against. Because I am too old to sit on metal bleachers anymore. <laughs> Oh, by the way, uh, Hawaii's defensive coordinator. Um, he has been at Hawaii for since 2017. He's coached every defensive position from Perfect. 2017 to 2021. That's Perfect. At, at Hawaii. So he was at Cal Poly before that, Pacific University before that, Montana Western, uh, Walpau High School, St. <laughs> Louis Montana. High School, and – Milani High School. Here's the thing: St. Louis High School could probably beat half the college teams that he's coached at, because St. Louis probably. High School is like one of the best teams in the country. Out of, out of all Hollywood. right, well now now we're just fanping at ten fifteen at ten fifteen local. <laughs> so that means it is time for us <laughs> time for bed to wrap this up. So uh, week zero, everybody week enjoy. Zero, everybody enjoy it on behalf of our own offensive yes, coordinator, the coach, Corey Burton, here in Nashville, Tennessee, and our intrepid blogger from Big Ten Accounting, Josh Cook, up there in Chicago, Illinois. This is the Professor Emeritus in the in the Music City saying so long, and see you next time on your Legal Motion College Football Podcast. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.